Let's go. Escobar on the beat. King Legend Talks. Fire Radio. 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 King Legend Talks. special one for you guys we got Devontae magic in the building now this guy Devontae magic if you haven't been on instagram and enjoying the wonderful free show he's been doing up there by the way listen this guy's been a headline for over ten thousand shows on four continents i'm talking at 16 years old he won first place at apollo he's worked for major brands like google target i mean uh, bacardi and more like he's done shows for your favorite celebrities like uh Fat Joe, you know, LL Cool J, Anthony Davis, Michael Blackson, Boosie Badass, you name it. This guy is the GOAT, okay? And we got him here, right here on King Legend Talk to, to chop it up with us a little bit. How you doing today, Devontae? Hey, I'm feeling great, man. Blessed to be here. Listen, brother, I don't, I really don't know where to begin, brother. You got so many different tricks. Like, are you in my head right now? Let me start off there. Uh, the answer is yes. Oh, man. So, look, that means he probably already know I'm going to ask before I even ask the question, you guys. But um, so let's start off just a little quick background. Devontae Magic, you're from Queens, New York? So I'm originally born in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, I lived all over New York City. But I would say born and raised in Bushwick. Uh, that's where both of my grandmothers lived, mom and dad's side. So I was jumping around uh, from there. And then uh, I ended up going to Queens uh, to school. So I went to high school. Uh, okay. Is there then the Bronx? But I've been all over the place. But yeah. Awesome. I mean, New York—that's a big city right there. You know, like how did it feel just growing up in that environment? Yeah, I, you know, especially with what I do and meeting different people and, and needing to to basically understand people, you you almost couldn't have chosen a better place but New York because we have such a diversity. You know what I mean? Like. You know, the school I went to had every race you can imagine. You know what I mean? I, I know that's not true for everybody. You know, right. there's some people that be like, oh, I've never seen that, you know, Asian person or a black person or a Spanish person or a white person in my school. Like, we had them all. You know what I mean? And so I think it, it's just a cool melting, you know, melting. Would you say there's any advantages of being born in a big city like New York uh, compared to someone who hasn't, you know what I'm saying, been around that many different cultures at one time? For, for what I, I don't know. 
for what I do, I'm using, I'm, yes, I'm utilizing that. Like I said, the fact that I, you know, I can see an Italian and I understand them, you know what I mean? Even Hasidic Jew, like, you know, yeah. like, these are my boys. Like, I, like coaches that I never thought I could, you know, really relate to, I, I can because I feel like, again, I'm from New York, we, we, eat, we break bread over here. So yeah. I don't think that would be true if I was in a small city. But then again, one of my, one of the people I look up to the most, this guy, a magician named Lance Burton, he came from like, I don't know, like, you know, I forget the little town, but so it, it, I don't know. Man, that's pretty cool, man. I've I've never been to New York. I've always wanted to go to New York, but I feel like I got to get prepared for New York. Like wait, I don't wait, feel wait, like where you at? I'm in Virginia, so like okay. I I never really seen myself going to New York unless I had a purpose of being there. So it's kind of like I don't want to be the tourist and just go to Times Square and then I'm gone. You know, in two okay, days. Your mind read by Devontae. That's the reason we're gonna get you up here. Absolutely. Hey, Listen. Person. Uh, speaking of that, so we got you. You consider yourself a mentalist, correct? Yes, sir. So now, a lot of people I know just out of habit, they probably call you a magician. Yeah, so, I am a magician. So you are. So I was about to ask you, what's the difference between a mentalist and a magician? Like, can you break that down for me? Uh, I think I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> oh snap! He already in my head, everybody. <laughs> uh, because it won't make any sense. See me dropping cards. That's the uh, that's the magician. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, 52 different cards. Usually when you go uh, to a magician, a magician will show you uh, things that will fool your mind. So here's what I mean. Uh, say a card out loud, any one that you want. And we'll actually show it to you. Which one? Okay, six hearts. The six of hearts. So look, I'll take out the six of hearts. Uh, let's see, let's see. There it goes. Six of hearts. And just to, just to show it to the camera. Can you see it? Yeah, I see it. That's a six Listen, of hearts. What, what made you go, what made you say six of hearts? Honestly, it was in the middle. And just because? Yeah. But you didn't feel like you were forced to choose that or anything like that? No, I had a variety. The six of hearts, I want you to watch the six of hearts. Look, let's say it goes about the middle. Okay. Now, in a second, and I'm going to show you this, what I wanted to show you about what is the difference, right? So, for obviously, you know uh, that it's not on top. That you know, but watch. One, two. <laughs> no. Way, listen, if y'all on iHeartRadio and y'all listening right now, this man literally just took the six of heart. I watched him put it in the middle of the deck. He snapped his fingers, and then before my eyes, it was on the top of the deck. After he showed me the previous card that was on the top of the deck that was not the six of hearts, how did you move the six of heart from the middle of the deck to the top of the deck? I have no clue. I'm... I'm He's already in my head, everybody. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's already so, there. So what you just explained is, is basically what you saw. Yeah. Now, that's what a magician does. He messes with what you're looking at. Yeah. A mentalist messes, the way, messes with the way you think. I'm going to leave the deck right there. It, now, inside of the box, here, I'll lean it against, against the speaker. You can see it there. Yeah. Imagine this time that I have no cards for real, obviously, just in your mind. Imagine that I take one card in your mind and I flip it over and I put it back inside the deck. So now only in your mind, you've made up a card, mm -hmm. you flip it over and it goes back inside the deck. Okay. This could have been any card. Yeah. I flipped over one card in this deck. For the first time, say it. What card did you think of? No, I said four of diamonds. <laughs> I want you to watch carefully. The four of diamonds, listen to me. Yeah. 
you accept any card, and I flipped over one card. Tell me if you see it. Look, one card. Stop playing, yo. <laughs> yo, what in the world? Pause. We got to take a break. We got to take a <laughs> Listen, everyone. Oh, my God. So what he just did, I have to explain as well to people listening in. So look, what he just did was he took the deck of cards, he put it on this table, and, I, and no cards were taken out. And he asked me to pick a card, any card. I picked the four of diamonds. Without touching anything, he grabbed the cards and pulled out the four of diamonds right there in front of me. Now, I might have said that wrong because I, he, he, pulled, he turned, it was already t flipped over. <laughs> yeah. like, it was already done. Like, he already... Have you ever been to uh, the future? I have to ask you. Like, it seems like you're traveling in time, coming back with the answers that you already know. Like, it's like you. It's like you're Doctor Strange. You ever been called Doctor Strange? I never had somebody explain it like that. That's that's exactly how I would explain it. You know, that that's something that Doctor Strange would definitely be able to do. Oh man, you guys can't see me right now, but I got tears in my eyes because this guy just got me two times in like less than two minutes. Like that was incredible. Um, we got to move on to the next question, man. So I, I, I see the difference right there because for me, you know, the original question was, what's the difference between a mentalist and a magician? Well, when a magician does his tricks, I don't feel like he's in my head. The mentalist, it feels like you're in my head. Like you're doing the trick on me, but you're using my thoughts to make it happen. That's the best way I can explain it based on the example he just gave us. All right, so at six- You know, I never answer the question because I never, I, I don't think I'm as, uh, as as sharp with my words as you just were, but to take that as the answer now. Uh, it's no problem. With your thoughts, okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, like, for real, that's the best way I have to explain it. So now moving forward, you know, what you're doing right now um, is definitely, you know, your business. You're an entrepreneur. You know, you're making moves. Um, you're making a better situation for your future and everything like that. What advice would you say someone gave you as an entrepreneur uh, that's going to stick with you forever? You know, I used to always say that the line that changed my life was that somebody said, you know, uh, do what you love. And, and you'll, you'll never work a day in your life. It was like always the, 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 the quote that I live by. But I think recently I've, I've, I've matured and I've looked at the same sentence and there's a little distinction that I've found and I think it's even more powerful, which is love what you do. Love what you do doesn't necessarily mean, you know, do what you love. Because, you know, which, do what you love might not get you paid necessarily. And that, I'm not saying that pain is everything, but... It, it, that might lead you the wrong way. You know yeah. what I mean? You can always do what you love. You know, look, Mark Cuban, you know, the billionaire, he can do what he loves. You know what I mean? The, you know, there's a lot of billionaires that do what they love. But you got to love what you do at the end of the day. That, that for sure you can't run away from. So if your job you don't love, whatever it is, your, your, your business or whatever it is, you, you have to find a moment where you fall in love with it. And by that, I mean, you lose hours. It doesn't, you know, you don't, you're not thinking about hours. You're not thinking about... You, you recognize hard work, but mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like hard work. And um, you know what I mean? I think so. So with that said, I think, did I answer your question? Yeah, you, you definitely did. <laughs> you was going all the way in on details. But look, 
I, I agree with you 100%. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, part of loving what you do, it, it really gets you through those hard moments, you know, because, you know, when you go through something in life and you're in a situation where you don't even love what you're doing, but yet you're still going through the struggle, it's like the struggle feels 10 times worse. Like you can still be struggling, but if you're struggling doing something that you love to do, you know, it's easier to get through that struggle because you know you're working on something that's going to better you in the bigger picture. You know, you're looking at it like, all right, not, the, the cup is not half empty, it's half full. You know, you have a different perspective on it. Um, with you being a mentalist, how is it, how important is it to you to have a positive mindset when you're going through things in your life? It's everything. It, as a mentalist, I understand that quite literally, I, again, I hate this line because it just sounds so trite and so so basic, like, you know, your mind is your reality. You ju mm -hmm. I just finished proving that. Like, I don't change reality in that moment as a mentalist. I'm changing your mindset. I'm changing your, your view of what just happened. Mm -hmm. So it really, it's not a theory to me. I literally live the fact that our minds is responsible for our, our reality. Mm -hmm. and we, don't, we see that as an idea, but we don't really get under that. So for me, I can't, even a positive mindset is not even the right state because a positive mindset almost sounds like you know something is negative and you're trying to be positive. So yeah. I'm not trying to be positive. I am positive. I am, I, I come from a perspective of like, you know, um, understanding that like I have control of how whatever is about to enter my space. Mm -hmm. I literally have control of it. I don't have control how you feel about it. I don't have control what you say about me, but I have control of how it, so understanding that, that whatever it is that, that happens to you, um, that you control hundred percent of how you feel about that is a game changer. And I, it's such, it's so deep, unfortunately, that I don't know if I, nobody's going to just get it right now, but man, it took me a long time to understand that, that I control everything that's in my mind. And, um, as far as like my life now, there's tr there's ways that I that I can that I that help me. Like gratitude is a is a great tool that I use, right? Gratitude, you know, reminding myself that my mom can be sick in this moment right now is a good way to mess with my reality and and brings me back to to a stable datum. And so again, I, I guess I don't love the word positive attitude. Sometimes I feel like I get lost, but yes, man, like your your mind being positive is everything. Absolutely. So what's one of the uh, most challenging things you've been through in your career as a mentalist? You know, knowing if the direction you're going is the right direction, not knowing if you're doubling down on something that you shouldn't be doubling down on, you mm -hmm. know, uh, that, that you're not, you know what I mean? Just that, like that, like, you know, I think uh, I was just telling a friend earlier, you know, there was a moment in my life, like I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I went heavy on it, you know, about, you know, 10 years ago. And then there was a moment of like, you know, questioning, is this, is this, is this really what I want to do? Is this, you know, um, you know, uh, am I doing the right thing? And, and the reason I'm saying that is because I wasn't getting the traction. I wasn't getting, you know, everything in the recognition that that's slowly starting to happen now. I thought, you know, I deserved it 10 years ago. And, and that's not the way life works. Life gives you, you know, when, when it needs to give it, not, not when you think you're ready. And, absolutely. you know, it's almost like, thank God I didn't get it 10 years ago. I would have absolutely squandered the opportunity, but um, I think that was the hardest thing is just mentally, again, back to the mental. Mm -hmm. I mentally got myself out of the game for a couple of years because I thought, back to my own reality, I thought it was time. Time, what's up? You know what I mean? And that's, that's not reality. That was just my own mind.
So how long would you say you've been um, doing, you know, magic in general? 22 years. 22 years. And you know what's crazy about those 22 years? And I'm just using you as an example. Someone like me might have just discovered you last year. And you put in 22 years of work. You get what I'm saying? And there's some people that look at your success and be like, man, you're lucky. And you're like, no, brother, I worked very hard to get where I'm at today. I've given um, up many times almost. You know, it's almost like, bro, I've, if this, if this didn't work, I don't know what was going to happen. There was no plan B. I didn't go to, I mean, go to college. If, if your career is going to take college, go to college. But I didn't go to college. I didn't have a part-time job. I didn't have a plan B. I didn't, it was nothing to fall back on. I don't have a trust fund. I've been out of my mom's house since I was 16. This is, this is it. This is for real. And yeah. I think, I think when anybody puts himself in that position and then you don't let your own mind get you out of it. Like mm. I did. Uh, so in other words, this is all or nothing. All or, I like this, the line, get rich or die trying for, for what it means. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean get rich, but get, get what you're going after or die trying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So now um, let's talk about the celebrities you work with, man, just in general from doing the shows. Uh, let, let's start with your favorite so far. Like, which person was your favorite person to do a trick on? I'm smiling right now because I just, just it's a personal favorite, and he was just on last night. He just popped into my life, uh, um, uh, Joel Santana. You know what I mean? Coming from New York, coming from, you know, listening to Dipset on my way to school, like, yeah. it, it, was, it was absolutely uh, uh, very cool to have have him on. But, man, L.O. Cool J was a trip. Like, just to have L.O. Cool J and understand, like, the level of, of not just fame, but just the work and, and, and contribution he's done to the culture is immense, man. He's, he's influenced not my culture, not like tens of cultures. And so he was real big. Um, there's a lot of them, man. There's so many cool people. Boosie was on his first live. He had been kicked off the live. That was a big deal. <laughs> I saw that one. That was incredible. You know, the looks on these people's faces, man, how does it feel to, to know that Man, you're gonna leave your mark like on them, like the memory. They're never gonna forget that moment you did that trick on them. So, like, how does that feel? Just being able to be so impactful in somebody's life. I'm very, very lucky to have that opportunity. I know others have it, um, and and maybe this is me getting. Get, when somebody does something nice to you, you know what I mean, and and you don't you don't actually realize how that's like a magic. You know what I mean? You you, mm -hmm. and and not just nice, random nice, but. Yes, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing life's work when I'm doing that because I'm just giving in that moment. And yeah. uh, it just happens to be, that's what I do as my career. And it just happens to be that I'm, I'm able to do this to, to thousands of people. And so I'm super lucky, man. Absolutely. Now I've asked a lot of people, you know, what's something that they would like for me to ask if I take magic, you know, just come up with a question. And the most requested question I got from you was, how in the world do you do the, the mind reading card trick? That stumps everybody. They, they're like so uh, curious about that. So here it is. I'm asking you, Devontae Magic, how is it done? I don't know if he's going to reveal the trick, everybody. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I will ask, and that's what I'm doing. There's so many ways that I cannot answer this. But, I already um, know this. I already know you can't answer this question. Like, nobody is going to really tell you the answer. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there, there, question. But let me, let me actually, like, even if I did want to tell you, here's the problem with actually telling you. I would be lying to you no matter what I told you because it's, it's a lot of different things that have, that have happened within the 22 years that, that's invisible to you. So 
Mm -hmm. Let me put it like this. There is nothing that I can tell you that would allow you to stop what you're doing and go do it right now. There's nothing because it's not, it's not a, you do this, 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 and this. There's, you need to experience this for a couple of years. You need to know what it feels like to be in that position. And then you would understand what's happening. And so that, that gets learned more through experience than it does through like, oh, then you're going to look for this. And then, you know, it's yeah. almost trying to teach somebody chess, right? How do, uh, teach me real quick. How do you beat a grandmaster? I don't know. I don't know who you're playing. I don't know who's in front of me. I don't know how. I'm, I can tell you how pieces move. I can mm -hmm. tell you that the mind looks this way into this. But that may not help you because that person may not give you those tells or those things. Or, so I'm playing. It's mental chess. I like the way you explained that. That was perfect. The chess comparison, and and that was just absolutely perfect. Like you couldn't have said it any better. Um, so like moving forward uh, to the next question, I got is um, give us three tips on how to grab people's attention. You know, when you're when you're in a crowd and you never even met these people, what are some of the things you do to kind of like grab their attention? Be interested is the first one. Mm -hmm. First and the second one, really. Uh, People are trying to be interesting and not interested. You know what I mean? If you want to attract somebody, you're interested. You know what I mean? And so you should be listening. And now, obviously, if you're not interested, then you'd have to question why you're trying to get their attention. But, um, yeah, be interested. Uh, ask a question. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, a question is, is just a lead-in a lead question um, would, be, would be how to get somebody's attention. Um, uh, and what other give – me, give me maybe some – give me, like, an example – Okay, so you're doing, you know how they say, they call it street magic, where you're like in Times Square, New York, you're on the block, and a whole bunch of people crowding around you, um, and, and you want to show them a trick, but you want to grab more people's attention than just the two or three that's looking at you at the moment. It, it, not, I mean, there's, it's more so things you can understand. I don't know if there's anything you need to do. Uh, uh, I mean, that's, you just said it right there, right? So like, Anytime that I grab, for example, if I want to get a big crowd around me, uh, I get my camera guy and three of my friends to just stand around me. And mm -hmm. then I just grab one or two more people. And then that pretty much will, will gravitate the crowd because now the crowd is not being gravitated to you. They're being gravitated to the other people that are there. And that people that other people are, are interested in. Um, yeah. So even, so now I've given you sort of two. So the first one is be interested in one person. Hey, excuse me. You know what I mean? Uh, would you like to see some magic? You know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, so now, or you might compliment, you know, whatever, just make, make a compliment about the dog or whatever, a genuine compliment, mm -hmm. um, just to, you know, just to, to start off on a good foot. And then, like I said, the, you know, the crowd um, will build on itself. Uh, you know, and then obviously I think confidence in, you know, confidence comes from, from obviously knowing what you're doing and being in this situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this, the last one is just the confidence. The confidence comes from, you know, speak about what you know, you know, or, or in my case, it's, it's, I'm obviously showcasing something that I'm, that I'm an expert on. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people might not know this about you, but you're also a participant in the Magic, the Magicians Without Borders program, uh, where they entertain, educate, and empower at-risk uh, youth over seven countries, including South Africa, Costa Rica, uh, India and more. Uh, what is it like to be a part of something so big like that? It, it was incredibly humbling. You know, when, when you're a magician, you think about maybe, you know, my career will take me to, to Las Vegas. Uh, and the first part of my career really brought me to, to you know, uh, you know, just to, to say it 
any less like the slums of different different neighborhoods and and meeting kids that you know that that were less privileged and uh literally it was like magic on top of magic because doing magic for them was also magic to them you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it's sort of like shedding shedding light and, and connecting with the kids so yeah it, it was an absolutely crazy experience for me to just connect with different people on a different level and and build build relationships with these kids these are so what we were doing basically was we had magic schools in all these different cities uh you know in india and, and el salvador and these are kids that we first started performing for you know kind of just to bring some happiness to them and then we started teaching them magic mm. and then they would perform for other kids and so then now they they get some sort of you know there was a sense of confidence in them and then eventually we even got some of them to start charging a little bit so they can make an actual living so they were in their own cities doing magic shows for kids and it was just incredible so some of them will make some money and then give away you know half of their time so it was like you know the hood taking care of the hood man and it was it was beautiful and and again back on, on what i said you know it was like magic on top of magic awesome and then real quick for people that want to book you um is you're still doing zoom interviews uh for companies corporations things of that nature Absolutely. Yeah. So we do Zoom shows. Obviously, the world is opening up now. So, you know, we're, we're still taking, you know, limited bookings, but we do we do in-person, uh, you know, events as well, performances and things like this. Um, yeah. Look me up, DevonteMagic.com, D-E-V-O-N-T-E, and then Magic, common spelling, M-A-G-I-C.com. And for the people that want to catch you live on Instagram, what's your schedule for that? Uh, I'm on every Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All righty. Well, everyone, that was Devontae Magic. I want to say I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming through the King Legend Talk, brother. It, it was an honor to have you here. I appreciate you, King Legend. Thank you, man. And uh, you'll be seeing more of me, man. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, King Legend 757. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you're interested in hearing more interviews or conversations just like this, do me a favor. Follow the podcast on iHeartRadio or any other platform you may be listening in on. Also, do us another favor and go ahead and tap in on Instagram and hit King Legend 757 in your search bar so that way you can catch these interviews while we do them live with a live audience being you. So I appreciate you again for tapping into the interview and may God bless you and have a great 2021.